Welcome to Shoreside Operational, not just another supply chain podcast. I am Kathleen, your host, and with me today is my husband, Dwayne. Hello. We are going to discuss today about education and how to learn in this business. Correct. I think, like you said before, most companies should have a what I call a university within their systems. This way here for the folks, you know, your newbies coming in and people that have been there for a while, they actually need to know how they can train on their own and still pick up quality, I'll call it quality education, if that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Unfortunately, a lot of this business is word of mouth, um, basically passed down from, you know, person to person. There's not a lot of companies that actually offer education like that. Um, in a past company that I worked for, they actually had an educational platform. It was actually considered uh, like school. You could actually do instructor-led courses. You could do uh, just like online courses. They even went as far as actually putting together a glossary of terms within the business. Yeah, it was the same way when I worked with uh, the tax company. We had basically like a proprietary online university kind of thing through them. And you could go in there and learn, uh, relearn some new some stuff that maybe you forgot a little bit and then pick up on some new stuff that was coming in because all our every year we had to go through a um like a retesting kind of deal and we did and uh some people pass with flying colors other need to go back two three times to learn what morals are morals and ethics yeah that seems to be a tough one in the industry but getting more into the education side of things within transportation um, I have, we have a question that came through on the, on the, uh, email and it says, I have over 20 years experience in the transportation industry from warehouse shipping, receiving, loading and unloading to over the road CDL with hazmat endorsement, delivering to many rails and ports across the connecting 48 and just got the opportunity of a lifetime to work in the corporate world. My question is, what are some classes or trade courses I could take to better my knowledge of the marine hazardous industry? Well, the DGAC is a good option um, for a lot of uh, hazmat people. So is iVodga. Um, they, offer, uh, they offer training courses through their system, um, as well as Costa. Um, they are a good source of information. Um, always there to help. Um, you can email them questions and they will get back to you uh, with the answers. I mean, it's great information. Um, but honestly, if you're if you're looking to be certified and to go into depth um, into the classes and into the hazmat world, you have to actually go through one of the courses um, unless you are really truly speaking with somebody that knows the business, has known the business forever and and is able to actually train you is actually certified as a trainer that could actually take you through those courses and train you themselves um however but most of us in the hazmat world have gone through these certification classes we go through the courses um the course for some of uh some of the people that i know in this business 
for compliance reasons, will take a week. That is a one week long course going deeply into the classes, going deeply into the regulations and trying to basically, uh, I guess, educate you on what to look for and when to look for it. Well, you were, didn't you just have some training this week? You trained a bunch of new people coming in, correct? Well, that was on DG awareness, not in the in-depth, um, I guess the in-depth regulatory um, type training that you would need for compliance purposes. However, in the transportation world, it's the employer's responsibility to actually train their employees for hazmat, um, whether they offer through web courses or if they offer person-led or instructor-led training. What we offer at my current company is we offer DG awareness. It, it basically is an introduction to the hazardous world. Um, it allows you to understand what the safety and security um, you know, procedures are. It lets you know what you need to be trained on, what you have to know or have knowledge of in order to perform the functions of your duties. Um, most of us in this world don't actually physically like, especially, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Most of the people in my side of the business don't physically actually handle the hazmat. Um, so there's not, there's not that in-depth knowledge of how to handle hazmat, like physically handle it, what you need to do, what you need to look for, what you need, how you need to do it more. It's more of a back office. So you're pushing papers and you're pushing buttons on a computer but you need to be able to recognize what it is you're looking at. So if you see a word that's, you know, five miles long and, and, it, and it's got a UN or a class or something like that in it, <clears throat> you need to know that that's a hazmat. You need to be able to recognize that in the world. You need to, if, if you're in the sales side of things, you need to know what it is you're trying to sell. So there are a lot of, unfortunately, there are a lot of, customers, I could say, in the business that aren't really sure how the procedures work for the carriers when it comes to the hazmat world. So, and unfortunately, in the carrier side of things, we cannot train them. We would be held liable if we train them. So, all we can do is guide them to the IMDG code, guide them to the 49 CFR, guide them through the process, but we cannot train them per se. The training that I give for, for the new people that come in or anybody that changes a job function or anything like that, that training is just dangerous goods awareness. It's what to be, what, what can you recognize? What can you see? So what would it take to get somebody in for, to give a class, I guess, a class, it would be a class on hazardous materials. Well, if you were to hire someone to come in, um, that would probably be about a $5,000 adventure. Um, and you would have to actually, you know, schedule that time. Um, training doesn't come cheap, which of course the United States Department of Transportation understands and recognizes, which is why the law actually states that the employer is responsible for training their employees. Um, when I send my employees through hazmat compliance training, which is the more in-depth regulatory training, which is a one week course that is, I mean, usually runs anywhere between 500 to $800 per course per person. So it's not, it's not cheap. These are instructor led courses. People took time 
to put the videos together, to put in this, this knowledge together, to put together the training materials. So they need to be paid for what they do. Just to let everybody know, this woman over here has what she calls her Bibles. Uh, yeah, I have my Bibles, which uh, I've used for years in training. Um, when I switched jobs, uh, okay, so I, I, when I came up in this business, it was, I mean, I've been in the business for three decades. So when I came up in the business, I had to basically teach myself or I had to ask people, um, you know, what was going on. I, it wasn't, you know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have Google, you know, to tell us everything. Um, whereas like, you know, like the harmonized, harmonized code right now is on Google. Um, that type of thing. You can, all you have to do is just Google the code and it comes up. We didn't have that back in the day. We actually had books. Uh, so we had to actually physically educate ourselves. We had to read everything. We had to know everything um, in order to perform our jobs. And in, in one way to do that was to ask someone that's already been there and done that. Um, knowledge being passed down word of mouth was the best way I knew to learn. I learned all about the trucking from talking to the actual truckers. Um, I've learned about the operations at a terminal by actually interacting with the labor. A lot of people don't get that opportunity, but the people that do, that have had that opportunity, that have had that type of education, that actually took that time to have those conversations, those are the people that you would need to talk to in this business. That Those are the people that will give you that knowledge freely. Um, I had a past manager that I, I swear the man was actually born inside of a reefer container. He knew everything there was to know about reefer containers. I mean, you had to ask the right questions in order to get information out of him because um, he was just one of those older cats that just didn't like to talk a lot in that respect. But once you got him going, man, then the wealth of knowledge that poured out of his mouth was, it was priceless. And, and that is how, I ended up managing reefers for four years. Uh, it, it was in, and it was a priceless, I guess, education because now, you know, years and years later, if something goes wrong, I can recognize what is exactly happening. I can, you know, I, I can actually respond in that, in, in that respect. I can help MNR. I can help equipment. I can help them to trade, you know, to track down what went wrong, but that was through, through asking questions. That was the education that I, that I got was that I asked questions and I, and I listened and I took to heart what they were saying because they've already been there. So that was part of my education process. And, and my suggestion to anyone out there is to talk to people, talk to each other. Yeah, I agree. Talk to the older folks, get the knowledge that's in their head because you might get a guy that is retiring, let's say, in two months and he's got all this wealth of information because he's been in the business for 40 years and now he's decided it's time to hang it up well start drilling him a little bit see if he has the so-called bible because if he does he's been in the business 40 years he's got to have something laying around that has everything different situations different solutions in it to handle so if you can if you guys can do that do that don't waste time um not asking the questions or not being involved ask the questions get involved and make sure 
that you do everything by the book. Do not shortcut anything. Because if you start shortcutting, especially in hazmat, right, you get, what do we get? We get containers on the water that are on fire. Yes, exactly. Unfortunately, hazmat, the hazmat world uh, and education can be very tricky in that respect because the hazmat is such a specific and small niche within transportation. Not a lot of people have that knowledge, but there are sources for that knowledge. There is IVADGA. Um, which is the International Vessel Operators uh, Dangerous Goods Association. There is CASTA. There is the DGAC. There are other forums that you could get that type of information, but all you have to do is ask questions or talk to someone. Um, right now, we have uh, a Bible that is created within my company that I created to, I put it together so basically if you walked out of your second floor bedroom and you got hit by a city bus in the suburbs, somebody else could pick up this book and do your job. That was the whole point to the book. And it takes you step by step through it. If you list, if you read it, if you follow the Bible, that is what you'll do. You'll do the job. There's no deviation from that. There's no way to not do it. It even has notes in it that shows that that states and it, it points out little things that you need to look for. Is it a limited quantity? Is it a marine pollutant? It makes you go back and look at the HASDAC in order to put the correct information into the system. But that's the whole point to the Bible. That's how I learned how to, whenever I, when I was switching jobs, anytime I've ever switched a job, I've created these Bibles. So that way I can do this. I can actually do my job. And if I was to, you know, get hit by a bus, God forbid. Somebody else could actually do my job. They could step in, grab that book and do my job. That was like when I was in the insurance business, you told me create a Bible. I did. And that was so much of a great help. And going back to somebody walking and stepping into your shoes. Yeah. That's a very small niche of people that could do that. I don't think there's a Bible big enough to walk in and do what you do. Well, okay, so I'm sure there could be, um, but that's 30 years, actually 31 this year, 31 years of knowledge, um, and, and it's knowledge from from the trucking side, it's knowledge from the rail side, it's knowledge from domestic, it's knowledge of international, it's not, I even have air. I, I actually worked in the air, uh, in the air business during 9-11, I was an importer for air. So I, I've even got that. I mean, it's been a minute or three, but I'm sure it wouldn't take much to get back into that side of the business. But I've got the ocean. I, I, I have a lot of knowledge in my head, but, but people need to ask the question in order for me to, to help with that knowledge. What, you're not a mind reader? No, no, my crystal ball is broken. <laughs> Maybe you could find one. Maybe it's in the Bible. It's possible. It's probably in the back of the Bible in the index section. Well, like we said, very small niche of people that could step in, like literally just step in and fill your shoes. I'm not talking about, oh, I could learn this in a month or two months. I'm talking about here today and then somebody being in there tomorrow saying, hey, look, I can do this job. I got it. Don't worry about it. That's a very small niche. Well, it what cracks me up is that whenever you get to the level that I'm at right now, uh, as a head of Marine, um, when I when I got the job that I that I have right now, <laughs> I 
I came in, I was handed a computer. She said, here's your password. Here's your login. And they said, good luck. <laughs> that was it. Nobody told me what the job actually was. It's just, you're the head. You have four departments plus an extra niche, you know, that you have to do basically on your own because that's the terminal operations because you're the terminal person because you're the one that knows terminals. So it was like, okay. So my education, how I educated myself and how I got myself to the position I'm in and I've been in for four years now is that I went, I went around, I started talking to people. I talked to everybody. I've got operations running through my blood. I talked to everyone and I don't care who you are. You could be the janitor or the CEO. I'm still going to have the same conversation with you. Um, I might ask a different question, but it's still going to be the same type of conversation. But I talked to everybody. So I went around. And in order to teach myself how to use the system at my current company, I went around and I literally got everybody's shortcuts. So I was like, well, do you have shortcuts? And I was like, well, what does this screen do? Do you have a shortcut for that screen? So I, I was, I literally collected six different people's um, shortcuts and I put them all together and I figured out which screens actually worked for me in my job function, how I could actually use the computer system to my advantage and I highlighted those and then I made my orange shortcut. And that's what you have to teach your people. Exactly. And that's what you have to teach others. Yep. But people need to people need to be willing to ask questions. They need to step outside of their of their comfort zone. You have to get on you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, unfortunately. And sometimes questions are uncomfortable because you don't either know the right question to ask or you don't know who to ask it to. And that can be a big a big problem, but you have to get outside of the box. Don't hide behind the emails. Don't hide behind the phone. Get up, walk away from your desk and go have a conversation. If you're not, if you don't understand, say like you're in equipment and you don't understand how your job function actually affects the trade side, go have a conversation with someone in trade. The doors are open. I mean, they're not scary people. I've talked to them all. Uh, you know, I, in my company, in my previous companies, in the previous, previous companies, I don't care who you are. Have a conversation. Ask a question. That's all you need to do. Well, and that's the problem I think we have today as a society is that we all hide behind the emails, the IMs, and all of Text messaging. And text messaging. Mm -hmm. Just beyond that. I mean, that's a lot of, of a big issue nowadays. Not like it was, like you said, like 20, 30 years ago, where you just got up and went, hey. Well, 20, know. 30 years ago, you didn't have a choice. You had to talk to each other. Right. So so I guess that's maybe where I, I guess, developed the personality that I have because I had to talk to people. In order for me to do my job, I needed to know what I was doing. So I had to actually have conversations with people. I actually picked up the telephone and I would call people or I would get up from my desk and I would walk over and talk to the supervisor of another department or a manager of another department. I don't care if they were mean. Normally, you still have to ask that person a question. You still have to have the, the, that ability to do that. We can't be shy, especially not in transportation. Yeah, well, especially not in hazmat. No, definitely not in hazmat. Hazmat, you can sink a ship to the waterline, and unfortunately, you can kill people. So hazmat is something that you need to speak up. You need to actually ask questions. You need to find out. So I, in my and my suggestion to the person that sent the, the question is ask questions as many as you can. If you have a source of knowledge or a source of information close to you, ask questions. 
if that person is willing to help you and but they don't know the answer that person will actually give you other avenues but like i said we all have ivadga we all have costa those those are two organizations that are there that can literally help anybody all you have to do is send them an email and their contact info is on their websites and it's all about hazmat they live and breathe hazmat that is how the world works so i mean why not go to the source of information? Absolutely. That's why they come to you. Exactly. Okay. I, I think, I think, I mean, we only had the one question. All I can say is uh, we're looking for more input. We're looking for more uh, feedback from you. We're looking for more ideas. Uh, send your ideas and your questions to shoresideoperational at gmail.com. You can find this podcast, by the way on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and iHeart. Um, and soon it will be on Amazon Music and Google. No, we're uh, already on Amazon Music. Oh, we're on Amazon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Amazon Music is another one. Google's um, coming Google's soon. Google's coming soon. Um, but yeah, send us your questions. I've gotten a few good questions. I mean, many, many of you know me and you have my phone number, so I've gotten quite a few questions via text message. And I thank you for that. But guys, you guys need to use my email shoresideoperational at gmail.com if you want to hear something you want to know something reach out and let me know yep absolutely and with that being said thank you for joining our podcast today and you guys have a great day see ya